Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. in the changing room 
uh, some uh, bridal parties and other people who went to the church ended up being filmed undressed by the youth pastor. And one of the comments was, you know, should we have that discernment as, you know, members of the clergy to be able to see that, you know, people are who they say they are. So, in other words, how did you promote a young person to, let's say, a youth pastor, and you not know he was a pervert? Okay, let's just call it what it is. Okay? And, you know, that really ended up um, with us in a serious conversation. And I tell you, over this week, we've had some challenging, challenging conversations. We really have. We really have. So uh, the pastoral team really had some uh, some deep conversations. Yeah. So we, uh, we bounced around, but baby, 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 I got to tell you, it was definitely, definitely some food for thought. Okay? All right. Well, our girl Vivian gave us our socially conscious segment first thing in the morning on a wow Wednesday. And we talked about the Red Force announcing that there were going to be some restrictions listed against preventing the LGBTQ community from donating blood. Yes, you know, uh, since the 1980s, they have not accepted blood from that community. And, you know, now with only 3% um, of people donating blood, you know, they have had to consider extending and opening up the donor bank. Yeah. So, mm, something to think about, something to think about. Well, we also talked about, well, Vivian talked about the Florida man who has been arrested after breaking into the church, causing $8,000 worth of damage, stealing money. They couldn't remember what happened. However, he couldn't remember to tell the police that he baptized him. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's something to think about. You know, our, our lady talked about the fact that you know there's a mental illness going on, and it's something to consider when thinking that a person would do all of this and then turn around and feel the need to baptize himself. So, mm, it is, again, something to think about. Well, they also talked about ways to, you know, choose God and and be satisfied. You know, a lot of times we end up saying, you know, we're going to leave it to God and or we're going to give it to God and do really, do we really give our situations to God and kind of leave it there? Are we satisfied once we say we're, you know, going to give our lives and our situations to God and be content? 
And we talked about the fact that we need to leave that selfishness behind if we're going to get that godly contentment, you know, in action. And what about the fact that we have to learn that God is enough in order to have that uh, godly contentment after we make that decision? Mm-mm. Well, yesterday, therapeutic Thursday rolls around, and oh my, oh my, oh my, did we have some conversation? Yes, I do time to, oh, excuse me, was in effect. And we talked about the couple who was actually in the delivery room. And as um, the girlfriend was going through labor, growing up, and, and we don't know what kind of pain or discomfort, but her boyfriend was actually sitting on the sidelines complaining that she was embarrassing him. Yeah. He literally said that when she held out her hand uh, for the midwife to hold to help her, you know, through her discomfort and her pain, you know, he asked her to please stop holding the midwife's hand. That she, this whole thing was embarrassing. So he weighed out this situation amongst the two-time crew as to whether the, um, there was a level of insensitivity coming from the boyfriend where he would even utter the word that she was embarrassing him during the time of labor. And when I tell you a conversation is speed, I mean some level of conversation and so, boy, oh boy, oh boy, did that get the deep time crew to talk it. And I promise you that every single day this week, I just got to say it, go back and listen yesterday. Woo! Woo, nice conversation. You know, I always feel like, when the conversations are east and west, and uh, it really gives you some food for thought. Really gives you some food for thought. Okay? Okay. Well, today is Freestyle Friday. We made it, y'all. We made it. God is amazing. Here we are at the end of the week, and I don't know what your week has been like, but it's been quite busy over here, and despite whatever little ups and downs we had, uh, we're going to take this day out with a nice little bang. Uh, We've got some conversations to be had with the men. And we're going to see what they have to say today. And um, I don't know what we're going to be talking about today at 
all have no clue, no clue, and then no clue. All right? But just hang on in there. And we have not had a Friday that has been disappointing. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I'm going to send you to go get that healthy breakfast. I'm going to send you to call somebody and tell them that it's the time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere. Because we will be right back. It's the most natural and healthy option for you and your baby. Breastfeeding offers benefits for both mother and child that simply cannot be found through other means. Through the Better Beginnings Breastfeeding Program, we provide breastfeeding education and experience to new and expecting mothers with a wide array of services including classes, instructional materials, a breast pump loaner program, and even the Mothers of Milk support group. To learn more about the benefits of breastfeeding and the services we offer at the Pitt County Health Department, just call 902-2382 or visit pittcountync.gov slash health. Way back, way back, way back, 
um, Solid as a Rock. Is it still good to you? Oh, yeah. And Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Yes, that's how far they go back. They um, are really, really uh, infamous for not just their writing skills, but I don't know if a lot of you know that they say background. Yes, on a lot of songs. And they penned a lot of songs, such as I'm Every Woman, uh, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell's You're All I Need to Get By. One of my favorite uh, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell songs. And so much more. Um, the Boss uh, by Diana Ross. Not only did they write that one, but they actually sang background vocals on that one. Yeah, so, you know, we all know them to be the dynamic duo that, you know, they were, unfortunately. We lost our Nick Ashford um, quite a few years ago. And I didn't realize that Ms. Valerie Simpson had some infamous singing family members. Yes. Well, her brother is Ray Simpson, and you may not know his name, but you do know him if you know the group, the village people. Yeah. Yeah, remember the lead singer? That's her brother. His name is Ray Simpson. And Ray was the cop. Remember they had the cowboy and they had like the um the construction worker and they had you know, remember the five of them and they had all multiple personalities, you know, they all dressed differently. Yeah. Well the one that um sang the lead, nice looking um guy, he is her brother. Yes. So we know he's got some chops, he can sing. Now they didn't give us but a couple of songs, you know, Y M C A and um What's the other song, y'all? Send it to me. I can't think of the other song. Well, she's got another famous family member. Now, her other brother is Jimmy Simpson. Now, if anybody can go back into the late um, 70s, early 80s, two songs. Now, I know if you were radio buff. Now, you know what? I have to tell you something. Um, my girl, Teddy, was talking to me the other day. We were talking about the things that we used to like to do in the 90s. And she mentioned listening to the radio. And I have to tell you, back in the day, that's all we did. Man, we love to listen to music. And back then, we had WBLS. And back in about 78, we had um, a KISS FM. 
Yeah, they, they, I remember when Kiss, Kiss FM started, I was like in the sixth grade. And um, so we used to love to listen to music. Well, I do love you. I love you. I love you. And Disco Night. Yes. Oh, okay, wait. I got thank you so much. See, I can always rely on my, 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 my field group out there to send me the music. Well, Jimmy Simpson is Valerie Simpson's older brother. And, yeah, he was the producer for the group GQ. Now, everybody knows I do love you. I love, I love you so right now. Yeah, that was the group, and they also did Disco Nights. They did a couple of other, her brother. So, you know, she's got one brother who sang, which was the younger brother. The older brother um, is the producer of the group GQ. So needless to say, she comes from a very musical family. I asked for the second song for the village people in the Navy. Oh, you can sail the seven seas in the Navy. Yes, thank you so much for sending me that. I could not remember that song to save my life. But, yes, that was the other song her brother um, sang and led. And they actually, they have a picture of them side by side, and they actually look a lot alike, her and the younger brother. And you know they um they used to be great in those you know in in like I said in the seventies um very early eighties weren't you know really um, popular but a couple of those um, songs were legends you know we'll forever know those songs. You know, it's one-hit wonders, you know. Remember, that's what they used to call them, one-hit wonders. Well, there's a whole lot of them rolling around out here these days. At least back then, they used to make, like, an album. Now, they are really making, like, one hit. That's it. Well, after uh, Valerie Simpson lost her her other half, um, Mr. Nick Ashford, back in 2018, she ended up on Broadway for a little bit in the Chicago musical, and she played the role of Mama Morton. Now, I've never seen the Chicago musical. Now, um, I can only remember out of all of the different uh, advertisements, I can only remember one particular woman of, uh, you know, color. So I'm assuming maybe that's who she played, I think. Queen Latifah played that role. I'm not too sure, but again, um, you know, she did a stint on Broadway for a little while. And don't forget, they had their, um, what do you call that? Their restaurant. Yeah, the Sugar Bar here in the city. So I don't know if that's still, um, you know, because out or open, but I remember when they had that that restaurant open, and it was frequented, you know, by quite a few different, um, you know, um, stars and entertainers and things like that. So I just, you know, thought I'd throw you that who knew. 
Okay. Well, you know, I always like to throw you some fun little games or facts. And today, there's a an article that talks about when teachers realize that uh, this may not be the job for me. Yeah, where they really had to reconsider their jobs. So you have one who says, oh, my principal demanded a short summary of the details of my therapy session from my psychologist to make sure that we were productive. And I didn't know any better and asked my therapist, and he said the request was highly immoral at best and illegal. He had only been asked to take such action before for violent criminals. <laughs> so, you know, the boss, the principal was asking, you know, for this psych, you know, psychiatrist evaluation uh, for something that teachers normally didn't get. So that teacher decided, hey, you know what, I don't know if I want to do these teacher things. You know, if I could have to work for principals like this. So throw me a little line, you know, if you had, you know, a, 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 an experience who, you know, that made you say, mm, I don't know if I'm going to be in this job much longer. All right? Okay. A newly elected school board member proposed a policy requiring teachers to contact parents when a child expresses a different sexuality or gender identity, the school board seriously debated the issue. It didn't pass after public comment, but I don't want to work for that school board and the public who keeps electing them. And uh, we know that that's been a big debate. You know, uh, these schools have passed, you know, policy that, you know, you don't even have to discuss with the parents what you're doing in the school with their children. And a lot of teachers aren't really going for that. Well, they're parents themselves. So, you know, what goes around comes around, you know? Let's see. I was pregnant and due at the end of the school year. I made a final due date for all late missing assignments the Friday before school got out so I would have time to grade as I was being induced on Monday. Multiple parents emailed and complained to admin insisting that I accept work that was originally due months before on Monday, even though they knew I would be in the hospital giving birth. You know, let me tell you something. One of the things that I cannot tolerate even more than wicked children are wicked parents. Parents who help their children tap dance around rules and regulations. They make excuses for them when they break the rules and break the laws. Yeah. Now, remember now, we're talking about late and missing assignments. 
So I didn't have to take it at all. And now that I give a deadline for late and missing assignments, you have the audacity to reach out, whether it was even to me. Forget about reaching out to admin for reaching out to me. I don't have to accept anything. A deadline is a deadline. And if you teach your children now to forego deadlines, I promise you, they will know nothing about this when they get to be older. So a lot of parents are the responsibility, you know, they they are really responsible for messing up their kids. I, I got to tell you. All right. A student brought a frying pan to school and beat another student with it in the middle of the cafeteria. Later in the year, a different student followed me into the copy room and refused to leave when I asked him to eat, to, when I asked him to, and even blocked the door. When I reported it to the admin, their response was, oh, that kid? Yeah, he does that sometimes. Wow. Now, what's worse than a rotten child is a rotten uh, parent, a rotten school boy. Yeah. Remember, they were the ones who were really responsible for that six-year-old who was such a menace. Yeah, because remember, the, the, the teachers had gone and complained about him over and over and over again, and what did they do? They just allowed him to come back to school. So, yeah, you are responsible. Let's see. I had a middle school student take a $5 bet to go to the bathroom and dump a bottle of glitter on himself. When he returned from his bathroom break covered in glitter from head to toe, I almost walked out the door. Filed this under things that are not covered in my university coursework. Now, I don't quite understand that one because whether you are covered in glitter or not, wouldn't bother me none. I, that wasn't anything that I had anything to do with. As well as you would still be responsible for class participation and class assignments. So glitter yourself away. But these, amongst other things, how to make teachers rethink whether they really were uh, classroom ready anymore. Yeah, and I have to tell you, you know, school is not school anymore. When we went to school, your parents sent you to school to learn. They respected the teachers. They respected what the teachers did. There wasn't a whole bunch of, you know, my mom was going up to the school to fight. There wasn't a whole lot of, you know, uh, misbehaving in the school. Back in the day, if you cut up in the school, your parent was allowed to come up there and tear you up if they needed to. It wasn't about abuse. The teachers didn't get involved. They just stepped back and watched it happen. And they respected the whole thing. You know, they they dealt with it. And, again, they understood that either their parents would hold them accountable for their behavior 
or they would have done it to their own children. And again, it wasn't about, you know, uh, abusing. You know, I never had to get reprimanded in front of the classroom. Nah, not with my mother. <laughs> you didn't want to deal with that. You didn't want to deal with her in private. You definitely didn't want to deal with her in public. She had because she, 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 oh, she did it to you. Listen, she gave it to me and I was an adult. So, ha, <laughs> I don't even want to know what life would have been like had she had to come up to that school. That would have been real, real, real embarrassing. So, you know, that's what made people uh, rethink whether they were still uh, in the proper place in that classroom or not. All righty. Well, what news are we talking about today? Wow. 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 Okay. Now, this is kind of weird. They have a story about a little girl, eight years old, who died after getting her tooth pulled during a routine dental visit. And this is kind of weird. Um, out in Colombia, uh, there was a simple tooth extraction, at least that's what they thought. And it just went left. Okay. So they say this little eight-year-old girl had been experiencing some tooth pain for several days. And her mother took her to the dentist. And when they kind of gave her her x-ray, they said that the pain was because her tooth had broken and they would have to remove the tooth. So they, you know, the daughter had uh, been uh, diagnosed with anemia. And she had been um, receiving treatment for this anemia, so it was no big deal. And she had been tested for everything, you know, because a lot of times when you go for tooth extraction, when you're a child, you have to go to the pediatrician to make sure that everything is okay. So the pediatrician gave her a clean bill of health, and they took the girl to have the tooth removed. And they said once the tooth was removed, she began to bleed uncontrollably. And the, the dentist ended up you know, jumping in the car, in his own car, and running the mother and the um, the little girl to the emergency room, but they were unable to save her. And they said that they believed that she had ingested blood during the procedure, and it caused her to suffocate. So, you know, we were talking yesterday about these little quote-unquote simple things that we're so accustomed to that can go horrifically wrong. Now, can you imagine your little baby, all you're doing is going to get his or her tooth pulled and they end up suffocating on, like, their own blood? So, you know, this is, 
this is only one of the million stories where, you know, again, something very simplistic, you know, we don't expect anything to go wrong. So it, it really brings that insensitivity and those comments we were talking about to the forefront. And I asked yesterday, you know, to the men or anyone who is insensitive to what another person is going through, some pain and things like that, you know, if that were you yesterday when we were talking and, you know, you're talking about how she's embarrassing you in the labor room and things like that, is that the last thing you wanted her, you would want her to hear? Is that, you know, because once she's gone, she's gone. She's not going to remember what you said, but you shall. You'll remember everything you said. And imagine this mother who got a clean bill of health for her daughter and now the simple tooth extraction ends up being something deadly. Yeah. So, too bad um, for the little girl. All right, what else are we talking about? Oh, here's an interesting story. Now, this was really interesting for me because there were a lot of mixed, you know, I, I sometimes read the comments, and there were a lot of mixed comments here, and this was a bit much for me in the comments section. And I definitely want to, want to review the comments, and I want to hear what you've got to say. Okay, so, you know, hit me up when we get to it. So there's a little girl, 10 years old. Now, i got to go to the bottom of this story because it was a really weird, really weird situation. Again, something unexpected. So this mother says that her daughter, 10 years old, seemed to be healthy until last year. And she fell over, and they ended up taking her to the hospital. And after doing some tests, they found, unfortunately, that she was quite ill. They said that she had never been sick before. All of a sudden, she started throwing up. And being that she had fallen and was throwing up, they ended up doing some tests. And come to find out that she had a cancer um, and it was eating holes in her bones and making her very weak. And they discovered that she had leukemia. And, you know, of course, they are devastated at this point because, again, a child who had seemed to be quite healthy ended up um, not well at all. So they thought that, you know, they would be able to treat it, you know, because, you know, leukemia is, is common um, for children. And they just thought that, you know, she would just have to live, you know, a, a restricted life um, just being ill. But they ended up 
getting news that her cancer was incurable and there was nothing that they were really going to be able to do with her and for her and that she only had a few days to live. So what, you know, in talking to um, little Emma, come to find out that she said that she wanted, excuse me, her, her dying wish, if you will, was to get married and have children. I think they said three children. So what they did was shed a little friend, a, a male friend, and uh, DJ. And DJ's mom and Emma's mom jumped into action. And they made plans for a mock wedding. And they said they threw this together in less than two days. They said um, they ended up getting donations um, of everything. So they gave um, Emma a garden a garden ceremony with a, about 100 guests in attendance. They said her dad gave her away. A friend of theirs officiated. Another friend read a verse from the Bible, and her best friend was Maid of Honor. And they performed this wedding. They show um, the little boy um, who has a little brown um, wedding band on. And they uh, ended up, she ended up dying. She ended up passing away. They had a big community support um, from neighbors in the community. Um, this was a big race car um, uh, community. So the race car drivers um, sported Emma's Army stickers on their cars at a July racing event. Um, they also sold the stickers to um, raise funds for the family, and um, they were able to pay a lot of her medical bills um, with the donated funds. So, you know, this is how they dealt with, you know, um, finding out that little Emma um, really didn't have a whole lot to, to uh, time to live. And they said that where most kids want to go to Disneyland, you know, little Emma just wanted to get married and uh, be a wife and have three kids. And they really did this, and they said they had a lot of fun. But the biggest issue was they wanted to make her day, you know. So, I read the comments, and <laughs> this was really, um, this is really an interesting set of comments. 
So it says, it's so sad when children die, but the Bible promises us that we will see our loved ones and have and who have died again. And they quote a Bible verse, um, John five twenty eight and twenty nine. That does not read it. Um, that is not what that scripture says about seeing our loved ones again. Now I wouldn't have read that. Um, however. I wanted to read it because it, it started a string of comments. So the next person writes, I sure hope so. Then someone writes, beautiful love story. My condolences to the family and her young husband. <laughs> so then someone writes, Um, uh, oh my goodness I lost this whole string Okay So there's some crazy comments Crazy comments And then we get to a comment that says Oh my god That was so sweet now that boy is the man of the world. Now people listen to him. You might learn something from him. Sorry for your loss. God, please bless both new families. So then someone responds and says, it was a mock wedding, a play wedding. No, that boy is still just a boy that played in a part for a dying friend. You know, pretend. It was nice what they did for the girl, but remember, she and the boy are 10 in this story. Okay. Now, those two comments, it really went left. Debbie Downer over here, and then some, and she writes back, nope, realistic. And then someone writes, they are 10 years, they're 10 year old kids. The marriage wasn't official, and the little girl wanted the experience um, before she died. Had some respect. And then someone wrote, come on. With all that is nasty in this world, you come here saying something like this, no, duh, but nonetheless, for that little girl, it was real. All she wanted from her short-lived life was to get married, so real, or pretend, what is it to you? And I hope it was real, and they beat some insurance company out of a long time, a lot of money for that man. And I think you're just jealous that no one wants to marry you. So keep your comments like these to yourself. He made a dream come true. And it just went like crazy. And I couldn't figure out why this went so left. I don't understand why this went so left. Um, I want to talk to my brother Al before I comment. Let's see what 
Brother Al has to say. Good morning, Brother Al. Good morning, good morning, chop of the morning. Brother Al, let's talk, because I'm a little lost here. And maybe I'm you a little can lost, make too. Sense out of <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can make some sense out of this nonsense to me. So you have this little girl, like I said, you know, um, they found out that she was very ill and by the time they did all the research and everything, she was only going to have a few days to live. So somehow or another she expressed that she just wanted to be married. So they threw together this little mock wedding. So before we go any further, what do you think about that? Do you think that, you know, what's the big deal? It was a little mock wedding. They were just trying to make her little dreams come true. Or it was just a little too adult. Because that was one of the comments, actually, that, you know, you were... Oh, I want to try to find it, um, Brother Al. Hold on. I, I really want to I really want to see if... Um, I wanted. I, I really want to see if I could find the one that says that. Pretty much. Oh, okay. Here, here, here. It says you are so wrong. That is just a little sweet story. Ten-year-olds play with toys. This is playing out an adult fantasy that the parents have for their child. Nothing more. So, needless to say, you are hearing some vast mixed emotions and thoughts. What, what, what is your thought? Do you think that, you know what, give her what she wants. She's not going to be here. She knew she ultimately wasn't getting married, but it was just this mock little wedding. Or, you know what, take her to Disney World. Um, give her something that, that's child-based. Um, and leave the other part alone. What, what do you think for that? Well, you know, um, as listening to it, and people always have things to say when it's not in your backyard. When it's in your backyard, it's like everything is different, you know. Um, I'm, I'm just imagining myself. You know, I got this, my baby girl, and she only got a couple of days to live. And... She been fantasizing or wanting to do this little thing. I don't see the problem me doing it for her. I, I honestly don't know nobody who has a child. And I had a son that passed away. So people don't understand what that feels like. And I don't wish it on nobody. I had a child pass away. And I'm just imagining, hang on, my child, and you got a couple of days to live, and this is your wish. I'm going to do everything in my power to make you feel okay. If that's what you want, okay, I know it ain't real, maybe a little strange to me, but my baby ain't going to be here no more, and this is what she wants. So you know what? We're going to go ahead and do a little mock wedding for her and let her enjoy her last few days. So I don't think people seeing that, people just are looking, oh, that's grown people stuff. Mind your business. Because when it hits your backyard, then everything is different. So honestly, I didn't see nothing wrong with them bringing their little baby girl wish, you know, to life before she leaves this earth. So I, I don't see nothing wrong with it. 
you know, Brother Al, I have to tell you that I honestly agree. I, I don't, you know, they didn't say they sent them on a honeymoon. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Or you, you know what I'm saying? Where this would have been set for like an adult um, um, situation or adult level. Um, you know, I I honestly, you know, at, at the forefront of my mind, you know, maybe God will tell me something later. But right now, in the forefront of my mind, when I read this story last night, I, too, didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, so, you know, she's got a couple of days to live, like you said. You know, my, my girls are adults. And um, I think that it would even be different if it were one of my adult girls, opposed to Mariah, you know what I'm saying, who's nine, mm-hmm. who, you know, a few days to live, you know, I, I could even see if people were talking about the adult opposed to the baby. And it was just, it was, it's a little, it's a, it was a little much. Um, you know what? Pastor Kale just joined us and I want to, I want to include him on this because I want to take this, I want to go into the comments. So um, give me a minute, please, um, Brother Al. Oh, yeah. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Pastor Steph, Brother Al. How are you guys doing? Oh, Everything's right. everything. How are you? Oh, man, just peachy, just peachy on the journey. Oh, all righty, all right. Okay, so we've got this, this, this story, and there's a 10-year-old little girl who was very healthy, um, come to find out she fell over or something. The parents took her to the hospital. While she was there, she was throwing up. She was, you know, really ill. When they did some tests, come to find out that she had cancer. And the cancer had started eating away at her bones, putting holes in her bones. They found out that she had leukemia um, also. And they thought that they were going to be able to treat this cancer, but unfortunately, they got word that not only were they not going to be able to treat the cancer, but that she only had a few days to live. So somehow or another, it was um, brought up that all she wanted to do, her biggest dream was to be a wife and to have some children. So what they did was she had a, a, a little male friend, and they, the two parents threw together this mock wedding, and they, um, uh, 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 the dad walked her down the aisle. The, there was a friend of theirs that officiated. There was another friend who read a Bible verse, um, and you know, they had this little mock wedding. Uh, that's so much longer she died. So, you know, I read the comments of the reader. And this really, it just really went down a really interesting um, uh, uh, road. But one of the debates on the comment section is. Okay, so you have 
Um, I want to read it to you. I want to read it to you. If anybody else who just joined us, um, they have all, um, this is so sweet. Um, you know, this boy is now a man of the world, and people need to listen to him. And God bless both families. So another person wrote back and said, it was a mock wedding. It was a play wedding. The boy is still a little boy at the end of the day. This was just something that they did for his little dying friend. And it was very nice. But he's still a ten-year-old boy. He's still a girl at the end of the So they did not like that comment that she made. He got out of that. But one of the things that was also said was they are ten year old kids. The marriage um wasn't official and the little girl just wanted the experience before she died. And one of the other comments was that this was um you know, they said listen, y'all are wrong. Ten year old kids play with toys. This was an adult uh, these were the adults giving out an adult fantasy, and the parents wanted this for the child, and this is nothing more than this. So my first question is, do you think that this was appropriate for them to do, um, or do you think this is a little bit too much? Go ahead, take it land. Live out that, you know, last couple of days as a full child. Don't give her an adult type of scenario before she passes away. Which, which side is the best in uh, passing Well, I'm, I'm, I'm on the, the side of this is your last request. You know, I mean, how, how many times have, have us as children, you know, played mom and dad? You know, I want to be a mom. I want to in our fantasy world of this is what I want to be when I grow up, or cops and robbers. You know, those those are adult um, uh, professions. However, we, we played them. You know, I, I think, you know, first of all, knowing at the last second, at the last minute, if you would, that my child is dying, you know what I mean, and, and her last request, is I just I just wanted to know how it was to be married. Listen, I just wanted to know how to be a policeman when I was young. I didn't grow up and 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 and, and go and and be a policeman. But you know, when we have dreams, aspirations, and and fantasies, that if if my last wish could be, you know, let me be married, you know, that shouldn't be a problem. And no, I don't believe that that the boy now is a man because he played. Let's get married. If I am an actor and I perform in, in Pastor Steph's play as a homeless one, I don't become homeless after the play is over. Oh, all right. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Brother Al and I wholeheartedly agree with you. So thank you for that particular answer. I want to go to the next. I want to go to the next legacy here. There, there was a comment um, after the the person said that it was a 
world. And when the, the, the person responded, hey, it was a mock wedding. At the end of the day, they're still babies. She received such backlash. And um, they called her Debbie Downer. They said that um, she was insensitive to the fact that, you know, this was something that went on as, as a play thing. Um, you, you're jealous <laughs> because no one showed any love to you. And, I, you know, my, my thought was the same way this person said this comment about, oh, this is now a little boy, a man, a man, um, you know, comment, is the same way she just simply said, no, he's not a man. Like you said, Pastor Kale, you know, he's just a little boy. At the end of the day, this is... Um, you know, just plain. You know, no big deal. Why are you making kind of like a big deal? I mean, she didn't say that part, but that's my thing. And I, I'm trying to figure out what is the issue when people don't want you to um, to express your opinion. You know, I, I, you said he was a boy. A, a man now, and I just voiced that no, these are ten year olds, and now it's almost like forbidden that if I said anything opposite of of that, that now I don't understand that this was a, a play and a fake thing, and well, I don't know, I, 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 I'm 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 trying to. Kind of toss it between my question here, because my question is, was it wrong for her to respond in that manner, or should she have just gone along with the string and the thread of this conversation? But why would it be taken any kind of way of any le- level of negativity? When I tell you they read this person out, they read this person out. Oh my gosh, it's. Um, it was it just went so bad, brother Al. What do you think it is when people just can't honestly say, you know, no, I don't agree that he's a, a man; he's still a boy, and um, you know, just take it for what it was. You know, it was no big deal. It didn't make him. It didn't graduate him into adulthood. Why does why do you think it's like we just can't voice a simple opinion? What is wrong with this world that we can't say without being disrespectful and now we get a barrage of this 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 feeling of we don't understand. I don't know. What do you think? I, I this is just picking your brain. Well, from my experience with that, because I've I've been through it where I felt a different way and people came at me and I came right back at them, you know, and and not in a mean way, you know. um, um, I think what it is, too, is like, okay, just say I make a comment. I I write and make a comment, and I get about 100 people liking my comment and saying, you're right, you're right, and then this one person says, nah, that's not what it is. That person looking at, 
but shoot, everybody else agreed with me. Why would you say something different? You know, and then they go into attack mode. You know, and and like I said, it's a lot of that happens when 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 um when 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 people have different opinions. Like, like perfect example, say something about the about the, about the the LGBTMONOP uh tribe that people have. You can't. It's like you say something and they get mad. I had that. I had that happen to me when I expressed. You know, just real quick, I expressed it, uh, how I felt about women telling other women Happy Father's Day. I was like, it's like y'all shut the men out, you know. And people argued with me. Oh, a woman can raise a man to be a, ch- a, a child to be a man, and I'm like, no, you can't. A woman cannot do that. And everybody was on my back. I shut everybody down because my question was. How does it feel? You're a woman. How does it feel to be a man? I don't know. So how can you teach it? Everybody got quiet. So it, 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 when people see everybody agreeing with them, it's like, okay, everybody else agreed with me, so I must be right. Oh, you coming that way? What are you saying that for? You wrong for that. And it's sad that you can't voice your opinion without people jumping down your throat. It's sad. Okay, okay. Thank you. You know, it's it's one thing for us to disagree, you know, um, and, and, and that can be on any level. You know what, you think this, that, that color of the sky is blue? No, I believe that color of the sky is, is gray. And we're just voicing the, you know, the different opinions. Um, this was just a whole different thing. One of the responses, it says, um, you know, again, when they were talking about how this is such a sweet story, um, hey, you know, this is beautiful that, you know, the parents went into this mode of, you know, making this little girl uh, feel special before she passed away. And the person, the next person says, you are wrong. Ten-year-old played with toys. This is playing out in adult fantasy. The parents had their has for their child, nothing more. Just sounds like a difference of opinion. Um, and then you got, yes, just that, yes, just that a fantasy is not real. The child was dying, and she never knew, she knew that she would never grow old to get to do what she wanted. Um, her parents and the boy's parents allowed the fantasy. Obviously, you don't have kids or know anything about kids or even compassion for that matter. And then says, have a blessed day. Why would it necessarily mean that I don't have compassion because I just don't agree with the fact that it's not, um, you know, necessarily a sweet story, but I honestly believe that, you know, this was uh, something from the parents, not from the children. Pastor K.O., you know, when you get this this type of you know backlash for your opinion, why do you think this is so drastic now? Well, I mean, people people are hurtful. People people, you know, they 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 say things that they have no facts to. You know, here on 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 our show. You know, I mean, yesterday, case in point, we, we disagreed. And it's okay to agree to disagree. You know, it, 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 it doesn't it, – you just have to stand your ground. 
and, and then when you disagree or, or, or when you express your opinions, there has to be points, factual points. So my, I guess my next question would be with these folks who think he's turned into a man, then is he now a widower? Because the, one, because the, 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 the young lady that he married is dead. So, so now how do you express to him, the man now, that your wife is gone and you're a widower? How do you introduce that? You, you, you can't. He's a boy who played a role. You know, and, and I, I think, you know, the parents did what, 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 they, what they thought was best, you know, as, as opposed, you know, to, to act out what the child wanted. It did not make them, make them um, 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 adults. There, there's, there's cotillions and there's bar mitzvahs and all this other stuff that people do at certain ages, you, you know what I mean, coming out. So, so just because you disagree doesn't mean that, that the person who says they're no longer a man, or they're, they're not a man, rather, they're still a child, it's not, it's not in, in, in their own right to speak it. Don't make somebody feel bad because you don't agree. Listen, you're 16 with a baby. I don't agree, but I'm not going to beat you over the head with it. And guess what? Even though you have a baby at 16, I'm sorry, you're still not an adult. Absolutely. You know, I, I agree with both you gentlemen. You know, it, it's just a matter of, you know, one person believes that, you know, yes, she may have had the desire to be a bride, um, but keep it in the realm of, of a child and take her to Disney World or, you know, wherabouts. Um <coughs> Paris and other people, you know, they didn't see anything wrong with, you know, having a little mock wedding. And now you're putting more out there because that was kind of the question that I had, Pastor Kale, when I was reading the comments last. I'm saying to myself, well, you know, somebody even said something about insurance. And I'm saying to myself, well, what kind of fantasy world are y'all living in where he now becomes a man? Take his advice, and uh, the other person is saying, well, you know, I hope that they can get some insurance money. Um, she was never legally married. There, there was no preacher or pastor or justice of the peace, you know, brought to the house. This was all a mock wedding. And if you saw it as something that was a little more adultish than it needed to be, that's one thing. If you saw it as appropriate because, you know, you're just honoring this last wish, that was fine as well. But how do we get to you're jealous? And I, don't, I just, I was like, you know, as people, and this is why we need to make sure we stay you know, in the realm of the Lord. Because, and, and that's the, why I, a couple of years ago I said, this is why we need Jesus. Because I really try to, you know, my thing, my tagline is, how did we get here? And I'm looking and I'm saying, but how did we get all the way out of here? Either you agree or you disagree. 
And I so wanted to just put in the comments, well, why is this an issue? As they say on the street, why is this a thing? You know, either, you know, some people said that it was beautiful and there were others who didn't think it was age appropriate. That was it. They they, They did not express any disrespect to the parents who did this. They just said that they didn't think this was, you know, um, what, as drastic as you thought it was. So I don't know, just picking your brains this morning, gentlemen, um, as to what you thought, um, you know, whether this was right or wrong in your eyes and what really the comments are crazy or not. Thank you so you much. You know what, Pastor Steph? Pastor Steph? Yes. This, this, yes. This has gone, I mean, we, we, we've, we've agreed to disagree about so many things going back. You know, I, I, there, was, there was a term when everyone said, give me Barabbas. You know, Jesus did nothing wrong, but, but yet they made him, you know, the, the scapegoat. They, they, they made him, you know, as, as if he, he was the, 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 the bad guy. But, but they knew who, who Barabbas was. Right, they, they right, under- right. <laughs> they, they knew right. his whole history. They, 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 they knew his rap sheet, but, but yet some folks still stood up and said, give me Barabbas. So, so this has not been any more different, or time has not really changed. This has been going on right. since biblical days. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, like you said, nothing. there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. Whatever we got going on now, this Bible has fully addressed. Absolutely, Pastor Kale. Absolutely. I want to bring to you to. Um, we did not talk about this, and I re- I ended up stumbling across an article last night about this riverfront park melee and how you know there are people turning themselves in from the initial attackers. So we have all seen this Riverview, I'm sorry, Riverfront Park melee. Uh, When it happened, I got from our girl Debbie, she immediately texted me the the melee. Um, And it was, I mean, it was some chaos. So, you know, kind of recapping the story, you had um, a, a, a ferry um, that had been out or a boat that had been out for an hour or two um, on, you know, its normal tour, you know, a um, little cruise ship. And they have a specific place that it docks um, to, you know, um, disembark. And there was a boat that was kind of in that spot and should not have been in the spot. And there was some people in the spot in the boat from the other side of the fence. And the guard, the, um, the, uh, the, they call him a co-captain, which is really weird, but the, the guard, I'll, I'll say it like that. Um, he approached them nicely and requested that they vacate the spot so that the other um, boat 
the cruise ship could come in. And they refused to. And they con- he continued to request it. And they refused to. So they say that he actually attempted to um, move the boat himself. And I believe it's where he was taking the rope um, off so that the, the, the boat could kind of, you know, move out the spot, kind of float out the spot. And the, 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 the cruise ship was kind of sitting out in the water waiting for all of this to happen. Well, they so got into some heated discussion, and you do see this outright attack from one individual on this African-American um, guard, if you will, and then all of a sudden he's met with this major attack from people who were probably on the boat as well as some bystanders, and um, they just really attacked him. You see another gentleman run um, to kind of break it up um, from outside of the fence. And then you have this whole thing captured from someone's cell phone, multiple cell phones, from from the cruise ship, from the boat. That's waiting. So you see this guy jump in the water from the cruise ship to actually swim too short to assist the, the, the man who got attacked. And it ended up an outright brawl, the whites against the blacks. And there was also a 16-year-old employee, a kid, white kid, who was working, who was also attacked by the uh, miscreants. And I mean, this is some kind of melee. So what caught my attention was the fact that they say that these people, and this happened out in Montgomery, Alabama, and they're saying that slowly these people who attacked this guard are now turning themselves in. So they say this um, 21-year-old Mary Todd is, as of this posting, was the one who was the more recent one who had turned herself in. She had been booked and charged with one count of assault in the third degree. Prior to her, there was an Alan Todd, 23, and a Zachary Shipman, 25, who had also turned themselves in, and they were also being charged with one count of assault in the third degree, and they're saying that this is a misdemeanor. They say a fourth suspect, a Richard Roberts, 48 years old, who was a white male, um, was the first to turn himself in on Tuesday after charges were filed, and he was charged with two counts of third-degree assault. Now, what they, what I, I kind of listened to, um, I think it was the mayor who spoke, and he was saying that 
um, not the mayor, I'm sorry, like the, the police commissioner, and he was saying that the mother of the 16-year-old really got things started because she went into the, um, I guess, the precinct, as we call it here in New York, and she filed charges and asked could they issue warrants for these people to get um, arrested and charged. And I, I, I want to first get your your feedback on even what we saw um, before we even get into, again, does the crime fit the punishment? Um, but does the punishment fit the crime? I'm sorry. But, Al, when you looked at this whole melee, what did you say to yourself? <laughs> First, I laughed, right, and because um, it was just it, it, was, it was just crazy. I was just shocked on. I, I honestly was shocked on what happened. I was like, "Wow, you know, like usually it's the other way around where the people of color is a little more aggressive, but for this guy to just come out of nowhere, I, I was I was strict strictly shocked. You know, this guy just came out of nowhere." And 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 punch the dude in the face. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute, you know. And, and I'm watching the see, and then you know, people came together. It was like, nah, y'all not gonna jump this man. Y'all not gonna jump this brother, man. There's gonna be consequences for that. So I was just shocked. And you know, as we go a little further, I'm gonna tell you something else that you might not have heard. That you know, um, but we all know from the beginning that Alabama is a racist state. You know, it's, it's that's just what it is. But there was a guy that commentated that I don't think nobody saw this video, and he said basically what happened was he said a lot of people don't see the full story. He said maybe about a month and a half ago, Trump had came out there and did a rally. And he said every time Trump come out there and do a rally, these uh, Caucasian people get riled up and get crazy. He said every time they come out and do a rally, he does that. So... I believe that has something to do with it as well, and then it went from there. Wow. Okay, okay. Well, thanks for that little tidbit, Brother Al. Thank you. Pastor KL, you are in Alabama. That is your town. Um, to actually see this at at this level and this magnitude, what went through your own head? Well, okay, so let, let, let me say a couple of things, because I've been getting, like, 3,000 phone calls as, as if I was part of the fight. <laughs> this, this happened in Montgomery. I'm, I'm in you Tuscaloosa. Were, you were. I, I, I'm literally four hours away from it, so you know, it, it, I'm not that close. Um, but I do, I, I do live this situation. You know, I, I've spoken about this before. This is a Trump state, you know, whether it's Montgomery, whether it's Birmingham, no matter. This is a Trump state, and these folks will let you know that it's a Trump state. Um, so am I surprised by it from from their side? No. I, I'm, I'm su- surprised by it that we finally came together. You know, that, that was something that I was, you know, I, I, I won't say that, that, that you know, we, we should go out and, 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 and do a Nat Turner. But I, I, I was happy that we finally stuck up together 
and decided that we wasn't going to take this anymore. No matter what you felt about us, we are who we are. You know, um, I think it's awful. I really do. I want to say that 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 man that swam off that bus need to be in the Olympics because that, that was something serious right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman, Aquaman. When I, when I saw that, I was like, man, I was impressed. You know, so, yeah, I, again, because I live it, because I hear the, the slurs and, 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 and the slyness in their voice, you know, I'm not surprised. But I will tell you this, that they know who to mess with. They ain't messing with Bubba. They ain't messing with Pastor KL. They, they, there are certain folks that after the first dialogue, they back up quick. You know, so so they, 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 they're really not, as we call bully, B.A. They, they're really not that, you know, because they know, they pick and choose who, 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 who to go on. And at that point, they just saw one guy. They didn't, they, they didn't know everybody right. was going to rally. So that's why they did yeah. what they did. So they were they were in numbers. But but if there was a gang of us saying move your boat, they'd have moved their boat. So they know what to right. do. They know what they're doing. Right. I honestly um agree. I you know, when you watch this video and you watch the the gentleman, you know, he's fucking with them, you know, move your boat or whatever the situation is. Um, yeah, he was standing there by himself. It was pretty remote, if you will, and they would have never anticipated. Or, I mean, because when you saw the first man jump, first of all, you know this was a gang mentality because when he, when he, when when the first guy jumped, he came out of nowhere. He wasn't even a person who he was arguing with um, at that time. And when you look, there was a woman in a dress, and that's the only way because the woman's got hair in a dress, and she was involved in the attack and so forth and so on. They never anticipated that this would have been a group issue. They never thought. Now, here's my question. Did these people, where did they come from? They, they, because did the boat ever dock? Did they come off the boat? I, I never I never got that. Or were they kind of in that area and they all kind of ran into the main, you know, into the uh, altercation? Where did they come from? Well, some, some of them was already there. Because, you know, they were, if you look on the side, there was people waiting there you were waiting there on the side for the boat to come in. Just like with a man that came in to help break it up, he was trying to break it up. It was a lot of people standing right. over in that area where he was as well. So, and then when the boat came in, more came off. <laughs> okay, okay. Listen, Pastor Steph, we're we already used to coming off the boat. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh my goodness there's a comment here kind of similar to what you said pastor kale they uh the, the comment is they had the mentality that black people can't swim so they thought that they were safe <laughs> 
this through. Yeah. They didn't anticipate nobody coming up off that boat from out in the middle of the water. You got that mm. right. Uh, so I did see the first guy who came to break it up. I did see him run down the ramp. And, you know, it had kind of, the camera had kind of panned the area where he had been standing. Now, you have this woman whose son was out there working, and she went into the authorities and said, listen, I need you to issue warrants for these people and arrest them. Do you believe that that's the only reason why we're even at this point. I think so. You know, I, I, I really do believe so because like Pastor Kale said, it's a racist state. It's a Trump state. You know, and I guess they saw it and they were like, well, you know what? No hurt, no harm. It happened. It's, it's all good. I, I don't think they would have did anything if you know, if this woman wouldn't have went and said, you know what, you need to put a warrant out for this because this don't make sense. So I, I don't think they would have done it if she wouldn't have said nothing. Okay, okay. Pastor KL, do you agree? You, you know them. Um, you know, did this all get stirred up because she went inside as as the woman on the other side of the fence saying, hey, or what was it? Was she? I think what they said it was a Caucasian. Was it a Caucasian kid? Yes, yes, but okay, but I, I mean, so. I, I I I think I I think that that's why, you know, people were arrested. But I'm not sure if you guys know they 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 want them to look for the black folks as well. Well, that was don't don't go there. I didn't ask you that yet. Just, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Don't make Pastor Steph swim over there. Wait, 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 brother Al, brother Al, brother Al, I know this is Pastor Steph's show, but this is my state, my state. Don't make Pastor Steph pick up one of them chairs, you better go ahead. <laughs> well, I ain't got to yet. I ain't got to yet because that, I'm leading up to this because I have a lot of questions as to what you, you know, as to what you two are thinking and feeling. So that's what I'm Okay, so it's official that she went in as as a woman on the other side of the fence and insisted that there was this these these, these arrests and these warrants and blah 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 blah. And, you know, that's what pretty much got this jump started. My other question is just that. They're now looking, because they have said that on, they have said this on every single um, news story I watched. They're also looking for the person who was wielding the chair. Now, they also said that they are looking for some of the other um people who were involved in the melee, which are the people on our side of the fence. Do you think, Brother Al, that they need to be looking for the initial attackers and the responders, or they need to just focus on the initial attackers, and why? 
okay, but one of the things before that, I don't know why they're looking for the guy who wheeled the chair, because if you see the video, they had put him in handcuffs. After he hit the guy and then he hit the woman, they put him, they tackled him to the floor and put him in handcuffs. So I don't know why they're looking for him unless they just let him go. But um, they they have to, according to the law, they have to look for everybody because statements have to be written. You know, I would love to say they should just get for the attackers, the ones who started it, but also statements is going to have to be written. So it's like, okay, we got this person, but who saw what happened, who did this? So statements have to be written. So that's why I say, yes, they, they need to have them come forward as well. Okay, so outside of the statements have to be written, you know, do you think they should be looking for these people to arrest them and charge them as well? No, I would say no, because they started this whole riot thing. You know, for years and years, they've been doing whatever they want to do to us and getting away. I would say absolutely not. You know better next time. Move your boat. (laughs) Okay, okay, brother. Pastor KL, you know, do you think that, listen, you know, it's one thing to break up the fight. It's another thing to join in the melee. And now you are on attack of just some white people. Um, do you think they need to be looking for both sets of people, and why? Okay, so so so, mm, as as a as a man of color, I I say no <laughs> because you know I I I, I feel good about what happened. As as just a man, you know, I, I say I say yeah because I mean, they they didn't just break up the fight, they broke them up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, if you if you were just breaking up the fight so everybody can go to one side or the other, then yeah, leave me alone because I'm you know I'm I'm doing my my citizenship in breaking this up, but now I'm trying to break you up. So yeah, I, I think they should be looking for them. But you know, a, a word to, to the wise, to the to the other side. When when two things, when you see the you know, in a movie, there's always music playing. When the music is playing, we shall overcome. You should stop this fight because it's not going to end up right. You know what I mean? And then when Pookie go, ooh, ooh, you know they're coming. So you should just end the fight. He needs this warning for you. Oh my goodness gracious. We have some comments. We have some comments. And the comments um woman got thrown in the water, then knocked over the head with the chair. Ha ha ha. You have another comment that only way The only way to break it up was to beat them down. They were not going to stop. Even when they were getting knocked down, they were not stopping. So the only way to um, get this whole thing to come to an end would have been to join the melee, in other words. Um, So... You know, that, that's kind of like the general consensus. Um, uh, somebody else, I have a comment. 
It says, good morning. I say leave the black people alone. Why can't this be a case of stand your ground? <laughs> they jump on their guard and tr- guard and try to jump him. Had the others not jumped in, they would have seriously hurt him if not killed him. This was self-defense. So uh, that was another comment. All right. So I now move to ask. They okay, they beat they got beat for every white person that get, that ever got away with stuff. <laughs> ah, that's that's one thought. I tell you that much. Um, does the punishment fit the crime? So now you have these multiple people being charged with um one count. Let me let me make sure I got this right. One count of assault in the third degree, which is a misdemeanor. Does the punishment fit the crime, Brother Al? <laughs> I got two answers to that. One is no, okay? Because if, if it was the other way around, they would be looking to dig up the jail and put us under it. So I'm, I'm going to say no, because like I said, I'm tired of them always getting away with it. No, it, it 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 don't fit the crime because if it was the other way around, oh boy, it would have been it have been crazy. So you you let them get off, you're gonna get them little minor charges, no jail time, no fine, no nothing. So you know, but then on the other hand, you know the beat down took care of all of that, so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Street justice. Uh, Street justice is what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor KL, what are we talking about here? Does punishment fit the crime? Unfortunately, I'm going to have a double-minded answer, and you'll see why. I don't think the punishment fit the crime at all. I don't. However, if, if we are going to get the same punishment, that I guess it fit the crime. Because I, I don't, I, I, I want them to do time. But I don't want to do time because I was breaking it up. And of course you know that, that okay. they're not going to give me less of time than they give you. Right, right, right. They will give you more time. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you were wielding a pair. Especially right. if you were wielding a chair because they're going to say you had a weapon and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I wonder if they're going to charge the man it, who swam in to be a part of the melee. What do you think about that, Brother Al? Because that would be ultimately intentional. Now, now say that again. I wonder if the the gentleman who swam in from, you know, the boat to participate, are they going to charge him because it was pretty intentional in their eyes that he was going to fight? Because he was shown body slamming a couple of people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) First of all, he he made... First of all, he might get trial for the Olympics because he did the breaststroke all the way over there, and then he had to stretch the lift himself up onto the bank. You know, he he, he gonna get a contract first of all. That's number one. 
But um, yes, they're going to charge. <laughs> they, they're going to charge because, as again, as of the law, they look at it as, okay, you was all the way over there, so you could have just stayed or you could have made the decision to stay there instead of go over there and fight. So they're going to charge him. They're going to. I'm going to tell you that now. Because that's how the law worked with that. You was already over there, so why you go over there? You went over there with the intent to hurt somebody. That's how they're going to look at it. But he'll get that contract, okay. though. He might get a Nike contract, too. Now, he's going to get a Wheaties okay. commercial. He's going to be on a box of Wheaties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Cal, do you think they'll try to charge him um, because yeah, of, of I mean, his participation? Te- technically, it's premeditated. You know, you you going right, over there right. with a thought. You know, so you you have you have a thought. <laughs> you know, you you ain't going over there saying, hey, "Let's just break this up." We we not doing that. You know, first of all, if if, if Watch this. First of all, if you make me swim that far, somebody get hit. You know what I mean? Because I can, I can yell at you from the boat. You know, hey, guys, bring it up. But if I got to get in this cold water, you know what I mean? I can, get, I can get eaten by a shark or whatever. When I get up from doing this breaststroke, I'm going to beat somebody. And, and then whoever do the woman in the water... It's gonna get it's gonna get arrested too. You try to drown, folks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta understand too, the young man that swim, he also gonna go on the Olympic the Olympic team not just for swimming but for diving. Remember, he had to dive in the water, so he did a perfect dive, a little splash. It was a little bit of splash, so that was a perfect dive. Then he breaststroked over, he backstroked over, he did all five strokes in one position to get over. It. Listen, you know, wait, let's go even further. Let's go one further. Black folks don't go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to go in cold water. We don't want to get our hair messed up. We, we'll go to the beach. We'll go to the pool. Yeah. And we're going to sit around. We ain't going in the water. So now you made me get in the water. Somebody's getting beat. <laughs> and I'm fully wet. I'm full, all my clothes is wet. I'm wet from head to toe. You know how much I paid for this outfit? Well, you know, right, because that was on that cruise ship. You know, right. I want to tell you, one of the things that I thought about when you talk about intentional, <laughs> when he got out of the water, the thing he did was take them shoes off or them sneakers off. And I was like, ah. And they probably was expensive, too. Like and they was expensive yeah. sneakers. <laughs> so you know these young kids, they get them expensive sneakers. <laughs> yeah, but listen, again, he was on the cruise. He was on some little cruise ship. So, you know, he dressed, you know, in, in his in yeah, his he's Um Yeah, you know, so, but when I saw him take off the, the sneakers or the shoes, I had to laugh because I'm like, boy, does it look intentional that you go on a fight? Because he took off the shoes and then stood there like, what? What? And I was like, oh, brother, you going down. They're going to get your butt because they're they going to say you got now, off the ship to get in the water, yeah, yeah. to get over to shore, to definitely do some damage. And then when I saw him body slamming a couple of people, I was like, man, you going down. You going down. They yeah. know who you are. Now, All they got to do is, is look at your clothes. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 
who was the one that was wet? That's all they're going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, Pastor, two, 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 two quick things on that. The first thing that had me laughing was when, from the very beginning, when they attacked the guard, did you see how he took his hat off and threw it like a pole? He took his hat off and threw it in pole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hat going up in the air was like, wow. Yeah, that was the signal. Yeah, that was the signal. But I saw the hat. Hey, he threw the hat up in the air. Now, here's something past past itself according to law that you may not be surprised with. Now, the guy who hit the the woman in the head with the chair, they may try to do attempted murder with him. And I'm going to tell you why. The law, law, when you hit somebody, it's just like if if I got a bat and I hit you in your leg and break your leg, I'll get in trouble. But if I hit you in the head with this article, that's a, I could kill you. So don't be surprised if they try to uh, uh, charge him with attempted murder because he hit her in the head with an object. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at anything at this point because I, I honestly believe that they're going to try to smash anybody. If they got to smash some white people, they go, they, they try to smash every black person they can put their hands on. Oh, yeah. They're going to give them. I would not be in the least bit surprised. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, that she was fighting men. Yeah, absolutely. You got involved. Yeah, you got involved. Um, somebody said she was fighting men. She should have got knocked in the head. Um, well, that 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 was my thing. You joined the melee. That's what I said when I saw the first attack. On, on the black right. guy, I'm like, here you go with this woman with this dress, and I'm like, well, where you come from? So, you know, again, taking it out, all your frustrations on, on the first black person you get your hands on, and you just went buck wild. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation and sending us into a thought-provoking weekend, and we pray you have a blessed day. You as well, you as well. You too. You too. I'm going to practice thank my you, swimming now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, enjoy. All right, let's just take a moment. It's the end of the week. We will hold hands and hold hearts and go before the Lord. Heavenly Father God, we thank you. We thank you for the very ability to get up out of our beds today and salute you give you the glory out of our lives, God. Well, we're going to lift up this this confrontation up before you, dear Heavenly Father. You know, people are tired, and whether they're acting logical or not, they're tired. And this is the result of people just simply being tired and wanting to just fight back. And, Lord, we pray that you have your way in this in this situation. We know that initially the, uh, the initial attack was definitely um, unwarranted, and we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, that you keep covered the individuals 
who was initially attacked as well as the young employee, God. And we ask you, God, that you would just touch on the hearts of all of those who were involved, that if they did something that they know was wrong, that they would turn themselves in. And I know, dear Heavenly Father, that to the average ear, this is a, a crazy request. Because people would be saying, you know, I'm tired and they got what they deserved and, you know, uh, justice was done and, you know, the Lord knows that the people are tired. And But God, your word says that you, vengeance belongs to you. And I know, dear Heavenly Father, that a lot of us respond, you know, uh, in a revenge uh, manner. And we don't take the time to think about you or your word. And, Lord, we're asking again that everybody who uh, participated, dear Heavenly Father, that you would touch their hearts and that you would have your perfect will and way in their life. And, Lord, again, I know that this is definitely un. You know, uh, uncharted waters. People don't turn themselves in for something that they feel justified in doing. But, you know, we're coming to you, God, asking that your perfect will be done in our lives. And, Lord, we're asking you to just turn not only this situation around, but just the situation of the mentality as to how we've been treated and how they feel they can continue to treat us. We pray, God, that they're turning themselves in for the right reason. That they're not just turning themselves in because, you know, somebody spotted them on the camera and they're just trying to turn themselves in before someone gets to them, but that they have remorse, that they are apologetic for the things that they have done and all of the problems. This this major problem came from their ill action. So we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to just cover this situation and that everything would be made right under your banner. In the precious name of Jesus, God, we thank you for a wonderful week. We thank you for a powerful week. We thank you, God, as we go forward into this weekend that you would just bless our lives and you would return us back here safely according to your will on Monday morning, giving you the glory and the honor so rightly be your name. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You know, there's been quite a few um, things that come to my mind. And, and one of the things that come to my mind when I ask, does the punishment fit the crime? You know, you're, you're being charged with one count, one count of assault in the third degree. Now, whether this was a misdemeanor or not, to me, is irrelevant. Because my thought is, all that melee that took place, you're responsible for that. No, people did not have to participate. You know, it was optional. Um, But, again, people are tired, and you fueled a situation. And my personal opinion is, you need to pay for that. If you were the initial attacker, you are responsible for all of that melee. Now, does it mean that those 
individuals who participated should not be responsible or held responsible? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because, again, they did what they did and, you know, they got involved. You know, like as was said, they didn't get involved to break it up. Or maybe they did and then they decided to throw a couple of punches themselves. However, um, it went they were a part of a major um, um, major uh, incident and where people could have really been killed, um, really, really injured. And a lot of times, you know, one of the things that you see quite often, that, that wasn't the intent. You know what I'm saying? It was where, um, you know, I, I only hit them to do this level of harm, almost like what Brother Al was saying. You know, you hit for this purpose, but someone, you know, they charge you with attempted murder because at the end of the day, they they can consider it to be that. And um, given God saying for uh, the, the initial people not being you know, murdered or, or, you know, hurt to the degree, um, you know, that they could have been because when all those people attacked this one person, that could go so horribly wrong. And when you add it to that melee, and that's another reason why I don't think it should be no one count of anything because the first person needs to be charged differently as well. But for all those who jumped on the man after somebody was already on him, how do you possibly get charged with one count of anything? So, you know, one of the things that we have to be really concerned about here is equal justice. And you know you have a black authority over um, that particular area. And I'm really interested in how this all plays out. I'm real interested in how this all plays out because, you know, you're going to think part of of what's going to happen is if there's an equal um, punishment, it's because they're going to feel like they have to have equal punishment. They're going to feel like they have to because if not, it's going to cause another uprising. And being that everybody is kind of down from the writing, they're not going to want to stir up anything else. So you want to make sure, you know, that you you handle this one correctly. That's what I said. I'm really interested in how this all plays out. You know, you have these people who are subsequently turning themselves in. You know, two people with the same name, so we don't know if they're husband and wife, brother, sister, cousins. We don't know the relation, but we know that they're all a part of the same family. And, you know, my my question is, is there really remorse? Is there any remorse in what they did? Because that that was really heinous. For you to really treat somebody like that, because they were simply asking you to move your boat where it did not belong, 
and and just like Brother Al said, you know, you got Trump coming in and possibly fueling. But listen, we we know this is how they are. We know that when there are these hit people, we know this is how they are. We're not surprised by the way they behave. They, they, They were waiting for an opportunity to do this to that man just like all the other people were waiting for that opportunity to do it to those other people. Oh, you better believe that much. Ain't nobody. I can't say they didn't take advantage of the situation. You know, again, you're talking about them being tired. You know, this has been, this is Montgomery, Alabama. Martin Luther King, Montgomery, Alabama. People are definitely tired of the ill treatment, of the prejudice, of the slavery, of the slave mentality, of them getting away with murder. You know, they're still hanging people, you know, in in that part of the country. Um, You know, they're still killing people for being black, brown in this part of the country. So people are justifiably tired. However, do I now get in trouble and face charges because I'm simply tired? Or do I, you know, sit back, call the authorities, and let God do his job? And when I say sit back, I don't mean just with your legs crossed. I mean, there are so many things that can be done. But when you get involved, now you become the wrong individual. Yeah. Now you're no longer wrong. Just you become the one who is wrong. And I, I tell my kids that all the time. I say, listen, don't mess around and, and change, you know, things and shift the weight. Where the attention is no longer given into the area that it's supposed to be given to. Don't take, you know, a, a position of being right and then end up being wrong because at the end of the day, you don't win. But if you follow God, you will always win, I promise you. Follow God, you'll always be the winner. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time to our men for sending us into a thought-provoking weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us all week and participating in the conversation. Please do not miss this opportunity to give your life to Christ right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now. Uh, tomorrow is not promised to any of us. Until Monday morning, where it's shaking the Monday morning blues all over again, if God should spare our life, until then, I love you. Mm-hmm.